So after the director of elections in Arizona threatened county supervisors with imprisonment if they didn't certify the election, the fraudulent election in Arizona, we're meant to turn our attention to the runoff election in Georgia between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. And I, I found myself this morning Googling, well, duck, duck going because I don't use Google. What countries don't allow their citizens to vote? I didn't come up with anything. I'm honestly running short on time this morning. So I didn't do a deep dive. But I picture the king in the castle. With the serfs down below, you know, the picture from a movie. With their little shanty buildings and, you know, there's a blacksmith hammering on an anvil making something. They're all wearing burlap burlap sacks and walking around in the mud. You know, like something out of Game of Thrones. Tax collector going around, dragging people out of their homes and, and, you know, doing that move where they pick them up by the foot and shake them. Come on, where are those taxes? We want those taxes. The king offers you his protection. You will pay your penance. How fortunate we should all be to live in a land where we're given the illusion of choice. We're given the illusion of voice. That just came to me right off the top of my head. Didn't even write it down. Thank you. While there's this push to move us towards one world government, what's the plan for the voice of the people? Well, I don't think we get a voice. I don't think we get a decision. We're moving towards one world government, corporate controlled, in my opinion, I mean, look at the people who are running the world. They aren't elected leaders of countries. It's Bill Gates. It's Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum. The politicians just pretend that they're in charge. The politicians pretend that they're reining in these out-of-control corporations when really it's the politicians that are the thugs of the corporations. A lot of people were talking about this yesterday. I, I meant to bring it up yesterday myself. And I ran out of time. But you notice Apple and Twitter, two major tech companies. Apple, of course, the greater of the two, at least in my opinion. Apple is actively helping China censor its citizens. 
And the United States has nothing to say about that. No comments. But Twitter is purchased by Elon Musk. Elon Musk claims to be a free speech absolutist, which is kind of laughable at this point. But then the United States government goes on record and says, we're concerned about this acquisition of Twitter by Elon Musk, and we're going to be keeping an eye on it. Yet crickets about Apple and their marriage to China and their use of slave, slave labor, which is basically what it is. They have no thoughts. So now I'm faced with a quandary. I have to buy a phone. Well, I guess I don't have to buy a phone. I'm going to buy a phone, all right? (laughs) It's time. And now I'm an idiot, and I signed up for the, uh, the early upgrade program where I pay an extra five bucks a month, and I get to upgrade early, six months early for, I mean, essentially for free. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not free. It's an extra five bucks a month. I get the privilege. Now I don't want to go with an Android phone because Android is essentially owned by Google and Google has done the same thing with China. You may remember a, a few years ago, several years ago, Google wanted access to that huge billion-person Chinese market. Of course, they're a corporation. They want to make money. And China was playing hard to get. Because they don't, I mean, they don't care about stupid capitalist Google. They care about power and wealth and control. So Google decided that they were going to cozy up to China and help China develop a Google for the Chinese people with all kinds of surveillance and firewalls and the typical authoritarian accoutrement that you would expect with any tech related to the CCP. And there was a little bit of outrage, a little blowback. Of course, the dishonest mainstream media wouldn't really lay it all out for us because they take money from major corporations to print what they're told and to not print what could be potentially embarrassing. It's the, I mean, it's the number one reason that I have an iPhone today. Because Google is a corrupt, evil empire of a corporation. And now Apple is falling into the same category. They suspended the airdrop function on all of their Chinese phones because the Chinese protesters that are protesting the tyranny of their government against them through the COVID lockdowns were using the airdrop feature to communicate with each other. So China told Apple, hey, you have to stop that. And Apple said, okay. 
Now, why did they do that? Well, that's because iPhones are made in China. So all China has to say is, if you want to continue making your iPhones in China, you're going to do what we say. How convenient for them. So what do I do? Get a landline? Get a flip phone? These are all things that are on my mind. I mean, I've even considered not buying a phone at all and just using an iPod. You know, I could do uh, uh, Signal. I, I downloaded Signal. I'm not 100% sure that I know how it works. <laughs> and I could do, you can do calls on Signal. You can do messaging on Signal. But iPods are made by Apple, too. And that's the quandary. I just want a device for my music and my podcasts throughout the day. I don't even, I mean, over the course of, of the, the holiday weekend, I went like two days without looking at my phone. It was bliss. And then, and then I felt really guilty when I looked at my phone and I had strings of messages wishing me a happy birthday and a happy Thanksgiving that I hadn't responded to in 48 hours, like as if I was ignoring them like a dick. I don't know. I'm too hard on myself. I think also people are a little bit too presumptive about things like that. It's an interesting cultural trend that developed, right? Like I found myself doing it. I think we we all do it. You send off a text to somebody and you get no response and you feel like you're being ignored. Right? Isn't that the first thought that comes to your mind? Oh, why aren't they texting me back? What did I do? What did I say? Did I do something wrong? I don't know. Maybe that's just my own anxiety. I have a love-hate relationship with being connected. I remember when I was young in, in junior high and computers and the internet were a new thing. I mean, not, not new, new. Because as a kid, I was not on the cutting edge of technology by any means. But once, you know, it became a little bit more uh, mass produced, you know, made in China. Ah, there we go. Became a lot cheaper. It became a lot more affordable. It was, it became accessible to me. And when I would lose my internet connection, the internet would go down or I would get in trouble because I got bad grades and I got grounded from my computer. I would feel this sense of just intense. I don't know about intense. That's not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the right word, but it was a loneliness that was disturbing. And as I think about it, Think back on it now, it's even more disturbing. Feeling cut off from the rest of the world. Unable to communicate with my friends. And, you know, we communicated in our our chat rooms and, and you know, ICQ. Remember that? AOL Instant Messenger. 
That was all right out the door. I didn't have a phone. I wasn't texting. And now being out of contact with the world is soothing. And maybe that's just because of my role in society. Maybe it's because I'm over-socialized. Maybe I need a little break from socialization. But I'm under contract. I have to keep a phone line for another, I mean, who knows how long. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to upgrade this device and it's probably going to require me to sign a new contract and then I'm going to be locked in for another two years. It's no big deal. It's not like I'm not, it's not like I'm against having a phone. I'm not against having a phone. But I am against supporting corrupt governments. I am against supporting corrupt companies. And I'm all out of options. There's the, the corrupt companies have taken over. The corrupt countries are running the show. And the only one that really has actual power and influence is China. Because China makes everything. I mean, I could get a Samsung phone. Those are made in Korea. You know, Samsung and LG, those are Korean companies. It was really interesting. I uh, was shopping for a washer and dryer. You know, really exciting, interesting adult things. (laughs) And when I shop for something, I shop hard, especially when it's a big purchase. I I dig in. I read reviews. I actually, at one point, I was signed up for consumerreports.org, I think. And they, uh, they claim to be independent, you know, not influenced by comp- companies or any other organizations. But they're, they're supposed to tell you what the best stuff is, right? And while I was doing my research on these washer and dryers, I learned that there were actual review wars going on between these two Korean companies. And I'm not really sure about the logistics or how it was pulled off, but the reality of it was there were factions from LG and factions from Samsung that would go and review bomb their competitors' products. And so then one could only assume that they would also be writing fake positive reviews for their own products. But that's not what I'm concerned about in this situation. Whoops. (laughs) If I buy an Android, if I buy a Samsung then I am hitching myself to Google. And Google is basically a Chinese company for all intents and purposes. China has them by the short hairs because Google wants access to the Chinese market. And if I go with Apple, it's the same thing. 
So what's the point? Where's the fight? What's the right decision? My time is limited, so you must send me an email. The real earthbox at protonmail.com. And uh, while you're on your computer, please uh, rate and review the show. And uh, share it with anyone and everyone that you think might enjoy it. Or even that you think would fervently hate it. So I'd be happy with that too. I've decided I'm endorsing Trump. I'm endorsing Trump to be the president in 2024. It's got to be him. It's got to be him if we hope to fix the major problems that need to be fixed in this country. He doesn't have to worry about getting to getting elected to a second term. That, that was his biggest problem in his first term. If he did the things that he wanted to do, two-thirds or even three-quarters of the politicians in Washington would ruin him, Democrats and Republicans included. He knows things that Ron DeSantis doesn't know. He's got a personal vendetta, and I'm good with that. Take that vendetta to the Oval Office and start cleaning house. I think DeSantis is a great guy. I hope he does run for president eventually. I don't even care if he runs for president in 2024, but I think Donald Trump's got to be the guy. But I'm also very pessimistic about voting for obvious reasons. You should all be too. If you think our elections are still on the up and up, you need to do some serious investigating. You need to do some serious research. Trump will go in. I mean, they'll probably immediately try to impeach him. But he can start firing people. He can start declassifying things. And he has nothing to fear. If we put Ron DeSantis or some other Trump prodigy, he's going to fall victim to the same problems that Trump had in his first term. A big one will be trying to get elected to another term. And this is one of the reasons that we need term limits across the board. But if we're going to get term limits, we have to have a convention of states. So our focus needs to be on free and fair local elections today. That's what we need to put our focus on. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing the show. Please reach out to me. Follow me on social media. Send me your emails, your questions, your comments your criticisms. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. I'll be back. Goodbye.